Hello and welcome once again to the officially unofficial podcast for American Horror Story on FX. The American Horror Story podcast on Bald Move. <laughs> I'm your host, Aaron. And I'm Cecily. And tonight we're going to be talking about episode 702, Don't Be Afraid of the Dark. Don't do it. It's just a dark. We've got nightlights. We've got beeswax candles. We're going to be fine. We're going to be fine. Was this episode fine, Cecily? It was fine, yeah. It was fine. It was fine. Uh, fine. I actually really enjoyed it. I actually liked the little bit of uh, psychological horror. Uh, I liked, I mean, like I said, I, I saw most of the stuff coming a mile away, but it was a fairly well-constructed, uh, you know, Hitchcockian, <laughs> only if you took Hitchcock and hit him in the head with a hammer a couple times, Hitchcockian kind of drama. Yeah. Um, Am I, I crazy? Well, I I don't know. I thought it was kind of slow, and maybe that's how the season's going to go. Should I be taking the pills that Allie should be taking? Yeah, I think okay. you really need to just calm down. <laughs> <laughs> I'll but, try. Yeah, um, I thought it was good. All right, we got to meet some new characters. I love the neighbors. Are we going to talk about that now or later? Uh, let's talk about it when we get there. All right, but that's like those. This All is right. the this is the loosey goosey thing we're just talking about in, in general terms. What we're just we, talking what about we our feelings. Yeah, can we just talk about our feelings? Yeah, we'll you check promise in. this is going to stay just between us. <laughs> no, no, I brought a gun. <laughs> <laughs> that's not like you, Cecily. <laughs> it's the new me. The 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 least you can do is tell your wife. <laughs> Uh, let's, let's, uh, let's talk about the episode. Don't be afraid of the, uh, dark. So we begin where we left off, where, uh, Allie is getting a jump scare by a clown. She runs from the room screaming and it's weird. Cause I'll, so, so we've been debating about whether these clowns are real, right? Yeah. I thought it was interesting that after Allie ran from the bedroom, they showed the room from the clown's perspective. Like the clown was lounging in bed, kind of like making the, huh, yeah. huh, uh-huh, tilt of his head. I mean, to me, if that's all in Allie's mind, what POV is being captured there? I don't, I don't remember that shot. I'm telling I just you, there is, you got to believe seeing me. Seeing the door, you close. believe me, don't you? You believe me? I mean, I, really I didn't. Don't. I didn't just see a clown on American Horror Story. It was real. It was, there was nothing there. <laughs> I'm um, calling the police. I'm calling the police. <laughs> I'm buying a gun. Uh, I don't know. I maintain I, that until Ozzy acknowledges the clown at the very very end uh-huh. that there's nothing there okay i'm just saying that yes. uh, i don't now it could be a production mistake but i understand the clown pov shot uh anyway she runs down she gets ivy uh she starts to call the police and ivy's like fuck all this noise again she pulls out a butcher knife uh goes upstairs and finds absolutely nothing 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 uh, except for a very well appointed and tasteful bedroom. She adds and a log suite. to each of the fireplaces and then <laughs> <laughs> concludes there's nothing. It's crazy. Um their bedroom is nuts. Uh it's amazing. And and their Allie bath- their bathroom is a room. It's yeah. a bathroom. Yeah. We've got a bath closet right. waiting for us at home. <laughs> yes. Yes. The water closet. Uh so Allie says, I think I have a hypothesis. Something might be wrong with me. I can't tell what's real, what's not real. Oh my god, it's almost as if we already know. Yeah, you've you're, she already this... knows. She's already said this, and mm-hmm. she's refusing any help mm-hmm. about that problem in particular. And Ivy decides this is the time to distract her with some sexy, sexy times. Uh, I, I like how she began, like, "Oh, this is here's what's real. I'm real, and you're real, and what we have is real." 
But then on top of all this uh, emotionally fraught trauma, just let's add let's add some some sex to it. Nothing turns know, me on more than when you just have snot dripping out of your nose <laughs> because you're so hysterical. Yeah, and that happens like every other day. <laughs> So, in Ozzy's room, Twisty shuts off the nightlight, which is creepy. Uh, I notice that Oz has a bowling ball or a bowling pin on his dresser, which is kind of Twisty's thing. Mm-hmm. I wonder if somehow mm-hmm. they've got I a bet they're haunted... making a toy of that. Or... Because they make a Twisty the Clown figurine, Oh, you think they're just being like Twisties? But why would their mom... Why would their clown... A phobia mom buy him that shit? I don't... Th- I, don't I think like, it's the other... I, I, I thought... think it's the other mom. Hmm. I thought because the someone... Twisty comic came from, like, you know, he picked it up at school or what, like right. it was an illicit thing. But right. if, if they're just getting him Twisty collectibles. I mean, there's nothing weird about it, I guess. There, I mean, with the Five Nights at Freddy's toys and the game itself oh, yeah, being so totally, popular. And totally. Like, my son, like, world. it's it's so weird how fixated these little kids are getting on these, like, you know. Horror uh, stories. Horror story Terrifying, things. Terrifying, gruesome things. Yeah. We're raising a generation. You think millennials are bad? Uh, we we got, generation, got generation kill coming. <laughs> generation of sociopaths we're raising. <laughs> um, anyway, what I was trying to say is I wonder if there's some kind of, like, haunted bowling ball pin that they bought in a yard sale, like, you know, Annabelle style. That is really reaching. I, I don't, I'm, I'm saying, I'm saying, uh, that's a big, that in, in, in the cult that I grew up in, uh-huh. that was a constant fear. Did you buy Haunted something? bowling ball you, you would buy something at a garage sale and it would turn out that that object was inhabited by demons. Oh, that's a fact. fact. And then you would bring those demons home and they would just, you, they, they're like bed bugs. They get in your house, and then what? Right. It's a, it's a fact that gypsies would have these, you know, these sales Whoa. of items that they've stolen. And, oh, yeah. And they're all infected with some bad juju. Right. Fact. I, I saw that on a Borat documentary. Yeah. <laughs> That's where it's from. Anyway, so Oz... Uh, again, he is the one child that when freaky stuff Wait, is going in the dark... did you just woe me for using the word gypsy? I did. <laughs> okay. I'm, woe again. All right, continue. Uh, he's the one child that is completely unaffected when things go bump in the dark in his room. And he's just like, huh, wonder what's going on. Rise and shine. Put on my glasses. And uh, he turns on his light and there's Twisty. And he just kind of goes like... Huh. And then he crawls under his bed. Twisty says, if you scream, I'll kill you. Uh crazy nose coming out all angles of your face clown flip or maybe it's a different clown doesn't matter they're all clowns flipped over his bed and oz screams and suddenly they interrupt his mom's sexy time and they come running in and turns out it's a bad dream i thought we almost had confirmation <laughs> as I mean, soon do you as th- you do get accustomed to the fact that there's not going to be any supernatural elements to the right. show he's going to throw some supernatural in there well the thing well yeah because those clowns Halloween those night's clowns gonna come around Chang. and all bets are off. Here's the thing that I understand. Oh, yeah, of course he would dream about the same clowns because those are the clowns he saw in the house killing people. I mean, those were real clowns for sure. Maybe. Nah. Maybe. Definitely some real clowns cause, cause, because Oz saw those again tonight when they came into his through the bathroom door. We'll get there. I'm pretty sure those. I'm pretty sure the ice cream truck clowns are real. Are real deal. They're I true agree. blue clowns. I, I I agree completely. I think that they killed the Changs and they also broke into the house. I think they're agents of Winter and Kai. Hmm. I think Winter flouncing off when the power went out wasn't an accident. Do you think well, I'm getting ahead of myself? Do you think this is a because because what I'm thinking they're doing is they're they're really they're pushing a cult a lot harder than we think at this point. 
because I feel like that if if Kai and Winter are doing this cult thing, they're killing people and moving them into the neighborhood to kind of like do a guilty remnant slash leftovers slash take off take take over of a neighborhood. Exactly, I think Harrison and I know evidence of that. That's I'm just putting. Some no, bunch no, of I agree 100. percent They don't cool. scare easily. They have all kinds of weird foreshadowing. Yeah. and they raise bees in yeah. the suburbs. Like, come on. They got the Walter White. They're memo- obviously evil. The Walter White Memorial body dissolving tubs <laughs> in the the exactly. garage. Um. Anyway, uh, I noticed that. This, so, I I noticed that you noticed the dead family dog in the credit sequence. Yeah. Are, are you Are you emotionally prepared? Is your soul for ready for a dead dog? For a dead dog. No. For a family pet to be brutally murdered. And we haven't met the dog yet either. That's going to be the real kick in the nuts. <laughs> I don't know if it's really going to happen. It's going to happen. I don't think so. They've never not had a big mo- like a direct moment like that payoff. What? Yeah. In the credit sequence? Yeah. Those things never come true. Yeah, I guess you're right. Well, I'm telling you. I, the maybe dog... the pinky lock thing happened. Exactly. See? See? There's, there's going to be a thing with the family dog. I'm telling you. I don't you. think so. I'm telling you. I think you need to let it go. Well, I will save this exact point in the track to play over again when the family dog dies and you're in emotional shambles. Okay. The other thing I noticed is like there's the the theme music that's behind the crap that they have on every season. Very very House of Cardsy. Okay. Which you know that that makes sense. Right. Uh, they just took that that the House of Cards, slowed it down a little bit, and put the crunchy horror beat on on the underside of it. No, I have to listen again. And uh, watch it. Check the dead dog. Check the dead dog. It's, uh, it's a harbinger <laughs> of dog doom. Anyway, uh, so that 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 video that Kai took of the migrant workers beating the piss out of him in a hardware uh, a hardware chain store lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, turns out he did use that. To, he sent it into the media, and everyone's all a tizzy about uh, Letty May. Letty did May. You, yeah. Of, did you recognize this news reporter? I didn't until you pointed it out. Adina Porter. Right. The Tara's drunk mom from True Blood. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't know, Cecily just made the crossing herself and kissing this guy symbol. <laughs> um, and I forget her character's name from last season, but she's returned. Do you think we'll ever see her face? Uh, yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah, there's no way. She's going to have some kind of part. Well, I mean, you know, Ryan Murphy does these, like, fun cameos all the time. Right. You're in one episode here. Didn't he have the Houston guy do a voiceover last season? Like sometimes he always just he just pops in for like ten seconds, and it's like, there you go. There's my AHS credit. So does that mean we're gonna get a Russell Edgington? I I really like that's, I, I, that's the only person I really care about. Yeah, that's that's that's, that's the big that's for. the big sighting I'm waiting for. Um, so it gets everybody worked up. Uh, they're interviewing this couple that we're gonna find out as Hart, Harrison and Meadow about the situation, and they're just all—they're just saying a lot of things that aren't helpful about the situation. And uh, they surprisingly con- have surprisingly conservative values for as gay as he is. <laughs> <laughs> He's a log cabin Republican, and uh, so they, they got—they they also got uh, an interview with Kai. And he name chunk, name chunks, name checks President Trump uh, and his comments on Mexicans being murderers and rapists. And I assume some of them are good people. Uh, he announces his intention to run for the city council to take uh, the recently slain Chang's seat, which I think is the biggest reach of the season. The fact that they are going to put a guy that looks like Evan Peters in a powder blue man bun and think that 
people are going to take him seriously as a politician? Maybe, I don't know. I don't get it. It's not. I've look, yet to, I, I'm just going to see how they hair. spin it by the end. It's not the powder blue hair. It's not the man, but I, it's, it's not even looking like Evan Peters. I'm saying the combination. Like, if you run a pottery studio, that can be your look. If you're running for public office, that can't be your look. It's just not going to happen. People aren't going to take it seriously. Okay. It's not. It's not me judging you. It's society. Okay. <laughs> We're collectively all judging you. All right. I don't so, know if anyone's actually going to take him seriously yet. I don't think he would. He could be nominated for dog catcher at this point, but we'll see. Uh, we then notice that Allie notices their neighbors moving in, and they have uh, the aforementioned big blue Walter White memorial body disposal barrels. And what I thought was a hazmat suit, but it turns out he's just wearing a beekeeper costume. Just the bee stuff. And I'm, I was thinking as I saw this, like, ho, ho, this won't make Allie's paranoia any worse. And sure enough, she goes over there and starts snooping in the windows. She sees some pretty normal stuff throughout the house, but mm-hmm. then the camera, like, smash focuses or snap focuses on this particular instrument, some kind of hooked object that I couldn't tell what it is. I thought it was, Even though like, I rewound it a bunch of times. I think it was a statue. Was it? I think it was like a little statuette of, some, of someone drawing back a bow. No. Oh. Nothing in particular. It's just okay. a bunch of stuff it's just in the room. just normal stuff. And, and the hazmat guy says, can I help you? And she runs off. <laughs> Harrison. Uh, so then we go to Ivy's Butchery on Main Street or whatever the hell it is. Okay. Which is actually a butchery? It is. It's, it's both a restaurant and a hardcore butchery. Doesn't that seem inefficient? Yeah. Like... Do you want to cut the meat or do you want to cook the meat? There's a division of labor here that's helpful for everybody. Right. And the space just looks too small to have that many carcasses in there. Yeah. All the facilities you need. I don't know. Yeah. This is kind of. And it's so weird. It's like they're. It's like a a thing. It's like a small, small. they, They want it to be both a small rural Michigan town. And yet also support a population who is open-minded about uh, homosexuals and would participate in some kind of eatery called the Butchery on Mid that looks like it's like this really frou-frou restaurant. Right. Like, uh, it's a really weird... It's kind of, it reminds me of Twin Peaks, honestly. Yeah. Where it's like they've got all these small town tropes, but then they also, when they need it, for when it's convenient for them, they have a casino nearby right. and a whorehouse and a rampant drug problem. Well, I guess, you know, that's that cuts a little too, a little closer to rural bone nowadays. <laughs> anyway, guess what? Ivy, super liberal, uh, happily married lesbian Ivy, has a huge racist asshole as her sous chef, it turns out. All it takes <laughs> is one group of the people beating the piss out of someone in a hardware store, and he's ready to get in a knife fight with the Latino help. Right. I don't know why Ivy would promote this guy, but do you recognize this actor? I did not. He is the little redheaded bully from A Christmas Story. No. The one that Ralph... Finally snaps and beats the shit yeah. out of him. Yeah. Yeah. Well, no wonder he he's such an up. asshole. Yeah, he grew up but did not grow out of his bullying habits. I'm not sure why Ivy would hire him. That that feels also and like ha- a bit yeah. of a stretch. But And then, and also the fact that the uh, the, the Pedro here would be like... Why would you engage in that? Yeah, like pull out a knife and be like, a let's knife? go, buddy. Let's Yeah, like this giant... like like To you know. his ladle? Yeah, this a guy, knife? This guy's being a super asshole. Yeah. And and being belligerent and threat, but he's the only one in the kitchen. Everybody's side eyed him, and you're going to pull out a kitchen. That seems, a knife seems unhelpful. <laughs> it does. Like you cannot Ooh, knife someone to death for being a racist asshole. Mm-hmm. 
I don't know. Do, 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 if you're well, Pedro, you got to wait till the guy caves in your skull to suit. I mean, I'm on Pedro's well. side. It just felt like an absurd provocation. Just it so... seems like this guy probably picks on you often. Yeah. So for you to just snap that quickly over what seemed like a very slight provocation. But that's the thing. I don't think they did. I think that the that Murphy's thesis is this is what happens when people get manipulated by the media. They start seeing things that aren't there. They oh. radically change their opinions. And I think that's true. It happens over the course of months and years, but it's happening really quick on this show. You're right. I mean, you're, you're also right. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I'm trying too much. I am to privileged. Gra- Thank you. I'm trying too much to ground this in reality. All right. Anyway. <laughs> uh, so Oz and winter are coming home after school. She's the new nanny and she noticed that he's not talking to her because she's, quite honestly traumatizing the poor child uh she says hey guess what i got you something and she busts out like a mcfarland style twisty the clown action figure can we get that for the studio I, if they if it, if it exists i will get it okay if it exists to be part but like i'm not gonna it's buy the pot. only copy that is on ryan murphy's mantelpiece at home but you know if it's like if, if todd mcfarland's got his greasy fingers on it and has made <sighs> made made a couple of them i'll, I'll get one sure okay um it's the least I can do since since this is not a paid position. This <laughs> this coming the in flapping you do. flapping your gums on American Horror Story. <laughs> um, so she's she has the opinion that people are going to believe whatever they want to believe because this kid's mad that she sold him out on the whole clown story. She goes, the best thing you got to do is find out what they want to believe and give it to them. And then she shows the pinky game that that uh, that that Kai taught her last episode. Yeah. Um, and we're we're doing that here in the studio right now. Which and means that we cannot tell like, a lie. What do you she's she makes him confess to being afraid and being afraid of the, the new neighbors and there's she's like got this flesh to flesh stuff and give me your fear, I'll keep it for you, and we'll both be stronger. Um I feel like that there's a there here's another element that Murphy's tapping into that, that resonates with the cult. Like I feel like some of this is his reaction to that uh, Leah what's her face's uh, Scientology Leah documentary. Remini. Yeah. Because like this feels exactly like a Scientology style audit. You know, and they yeah. hook you up to the e-meters and there's someone screaming at you and demanding you to give, you know. Like berating you and yeah. make you, bringing you down to your lowest point. I mean, right. yeah, absolutely. I think that she's trying to instill this deep fear in the whole family. Yeah, it's got this Dianetics thing. So, like, there's that's something to keep her, keep her ears open to. Uh, she then takes Ozymandias, who we find out his name's Ozymandias. Ozymandias. That pretty highfalutin. That's pretty fucking pretentious. Plus, it's it's weird because like, are you? Is this a cautionary? T- is this like a, a a name as a cautionary tale to the child? Do you think he's like as great as the Pharaoh of old? Is is like what point in Ozymandias' life is he supposed to represent? Like, I, I just have so She's many questions. Just a huge Breaking Bad fan. <laughs> Either way, it's <laughs> a lot to put. To see the irony there. It's a lot to put on Oz's slim shoulders. <laughs> uh, so the na- neighbors turns out to be a beekeeper. And uh, Ivy and uh, uh, Allie go over to investigate because they saw the Oz so over there. Back up a minute. Hmm. Winter comes back. The moms say, where's Oz? And she says, oh, I left him alone with the neighbors across the street. Right. I mean, in we haven't seen every day and every interaction they've had. Mm-hmm. But this has got to be like the hundredth time that Allie freaked out and disagreed with what their nanny was doing with their son. Right. Why is she putting up with that? After the first time, it's like. But on the other okay, hand, okay, I get it. You guys out... wanted to come and look at some ambulances, but you could have just <laughs> left him in bed and done it yourself. Yeah, 
No, I, this I time she just I don't know. I I feel like that she right or wrong felt like she misjudged Winter in that first instance. But this time she seems pissed again. And okay. I can only imagine that Winter is continuing to do what, or is this the next day? Yeah. Yeah, it would be like the next maybe the day after the next. All right. All right. But anyway, but um just mark my words, <laughs> that complaint will be valid seven episodes from now. <laughs> So the beekeeper is holding like a frame that's full of honey and like comb and she looks at the comb and zooms in on it and it triggers her trypophobia, fear of holes. Uh, we're interested in neighbors. As I mentioned, their name's Harrison and Meadow and they have a bunch of really kooky, quirky opinions like lesbians are good for property <laughs> values and it's a thing when you hear someone murdered in the town you want to move into to call the property owner and see if they want to sell because no one wants to buy a murder house. Especially stuff with ones with fresh blood on the hardwood floors, and definitely do that. It seems honestly, it seems like a pretty good idea. Yeah, like if you don't believe, definitely don't believe in ghosts. If you don't believe in vengeful ghosts, yeah, you don't believe in ghosts. Only the vengeful ones. Oh, okay, okay. They didn't seem vengeful. All right, they seemed. I don't know. They seemed fine with it at the end. They seemed like they'd just be like they'd they'd be traumatized ghosts that just didn't want to be left alone. You know, if I were a ghost, I think I'd haunt the people who actually killed me instead of you know well-meaning homeowners Mm -hmm. someone Mm -hmm. who wants to take care of your property in your stead uh harrison (laughs) harrison talks a mess about bees being perfect because they're not individuals they just do their one job and they do it well um the meadow wants to get out of the sun because when she gets some crystal light in her she gets crazy and starts confessing things like she has had skin cancer and she doesn't want to spend more than 10 minutes outside because she can feel it coming back she opines that global warming causes cancer uh, she says that Etsy is her life. They both confess to being in the Nicole Kidman fan club, and they have lots of memorabilia no, around their they're house. They're not in the club. They're the pres- co-chairs of the Michigan chapter. Sorry. Duh. Sorry. I, I, <laughs> sorry. I, I, I underestimated them. They uh, are amazingly well unpacked for their first day. Well, you know. Can I just say that? Can he's I? gay, and she's got cancer, so what this else? This can't be the do? next day. It was, huh? It, it is. It is. The next day after the murder? They've already got the Chang's crime scene cleaned up and cleared it's out. It's not and really cleaned in. up, though. That's the thing. There's that giant blood okay. puddle. Regardless, it's impossible they would okay. have somebody move it in actually, the next day. It actually might be a few weeks down the line. Okay. It might be a few weeks. Also, if it's any time if it's any time that's not June or July, there would be two feet of snow everywhere in Michigan. Mm. Have, the, have Ryan Murphy never been to Michigan? Maybe not. Maybe not. <laughs> Uh, so we find out again, like I said, uh, that, uh, Harrison's gay and he has arrangement with Meadow because she isn't got no longer interested in sex that he can go to Detroit, Detroit. Oh, cause that's the Detroit. biggest city in Michigan. Once, oh, God. once Detroit <laughs> of all the places to go for anything. He gets down with the uh, Eminem. Uh, he okay. can do that once a week as long as she doesn't make a fool. He doesn't make a fool of her and he keeps up on his Truvada, which is a, prophylactic anti-HIV medication. He can only go out once a week? Eh, you know, he's, he's, that's not bad. But it's not like there's an illusion that they'll ever be sleeping together. Hmm. <laughs> it's more, probably more of a, like... How many times do you get to go out and have sex? Uh, zero. I, I get it. I, I get, I'm sorry. I mean, I, I, say, I, this is me I, metaphorically speaking I have indoor Meadow. outdoor running sex. How many times sex? is Meadow allowed to go out and have sex? Hmm. I, that's the thing. She has no interest in sex. 
So it is a one sided skin cancer. That's right. That's right. right. It is a one sided deal, but she's she's cool with that. After you get skin cancer, and that's what that's what Allie and Ivy say. Goes, oh wow, you get everything works out good for you, and then they decided to to fully try to flee the scene, but they can't. Uh, and then Allie sees the blood on the floor and the, the, the paint on the walls and asks them if it upsets them. And they say, we don't scare There's a blood easily. stain on the floor? Yeah. Oh, shit. I missed it. Big blood stain. Big, like, the Watchman style happy face with the with, uh, the, with the, the gunshot in the middle of the head spray paint on the door, too. Uh, so later on, they're doing the couples debriefing, you know, when you meet like some, some and you're like talking shit about them or deciding where you're going to talk shit about them or if you like them. Yeah. And that's what Allie and Ivy are doing. Uh, and Ivy thinks they seem nice enough, but Allie's like, well, I'm scared of everything. I'm scared of bullshit that Redditors joke about. So I'm going to be afraid of these new neighbors. Uh, and you know, jury's out on that. That might be, a, that might later be a wise, I, I reserve the right to change judgment on Harrison and Meadow right now. I think they're kind of cool. I think they're cool. I think they're in on it, whatever uh, it is. Okay. Uh, you're really trying to you're really trying to make the it reference. I, it had the biggest oh, opening weekend it. for a you rated did R that. movie. You did that. No, you said they're in it. They're in it. But I when I go, get paid by the mention, I did go see it, and it was really good. All right. Well, <laughs> more on that later, maybe. Anyway, Oz comes in, says he can't sleep. Uh, Ivy simultaneously gets a notification from the butchery. That it's being broken into. There's a security breach. And she goes said that she's going to go uh, and reset the alarm. And Oz clearly does not want to be left with the crazy person who nope. uh, becomes a hysterical crying mess. It's a sign of clowns. He wants to be protected and from clowns. And every time her wife leaves the room, basically. Exactly. So she picks up on this and decides to volunteer. Now, riddle me this. These people both jointly own this business. Only one of them knows the door code. Well... They've never trusted her to disengage the the safety <laughs> mechanism before the security alarm. And it's also security code is Oz's birthday, which Jesus Christ, you know what? that's like Even a if... third code a person would change would try. They or... try your birthday first, then your kid's birthday. Yeah, but these two in particular, that would yeah. be my first guess. Sure. And I don't know. I feel like if you just tweak that line even slightly, it would have worked. Like. Oh, I had to reset the alarm code today. It's Oz's birthday. But why did they even need her to do that? I like, have no idea. I would just, I would assume. But you know what? He just keeps throwing in like these little, mm. these little things just to seem to pepper their language with just some insufferable shit. Uh-huh. The alarm code's Oz's birthday, and uh-huh. and uh, oh, Meadow, so Meadow can't a... drink lemonade without thinking of Beyonce now, and, right? And, it's not even uh, lemonade is crystal light. And oh, do you work out? No, I CrossFit. Yeah. Shit like that. Okay, so it's a char- These are character building moments, not like right weird plot misfires. All right, I might go along with you on that. Uh, so she goes into the butchery. She disarms the alarm. She goes and checks the meat locker, which this place has. Uh, this this large butchery room. <laughs> And oh shit, the Hell's Kitchen guy, it turns out he was the bully from Christmas Story, is totally been murdered and hung oh, on a butcher no. hook. Uh so the next but day He's not dead yet. He's not dead. Well, that's the thing. I'm I I want to talk about some bullshit here in a minute. Okay. But the next day, uh Allie is supervising a beefed up security system being installed. She's having Is that a butchery joke? <laughs> not great. <laughs> no, it wasn't. Uh, there's, they're seeing a, a beefed up security system being installed. They're having like reinforced gates put over the, the doors, reinforced bars over the windows. Um, 
I'm not like a crazy doomsday prepper, but I kind of think that's cool. I think it's really cool. Like I like I like preparing for disasters. Like not like I, nothing makes me happier than when they predict a big blizzard comes and I have this thing where I lay pla- I, I I lay plastic down in the tub and I fill the tub full of water because like what happens if we lose you know, water? I mean, it's and not like I get make sure my lanterns are all packed with the lead and, and I and so I, you... I go buy milk and bread and eggs because of course and I does exactly. make it. I, I feel like I'm. I'm it, it I don't know it makes me feel good to be prepared. Exactly. And you know, you can entertain people who come and knocking on your door trying to sell things and you can like exchange business cards and girl yeah. scout cookies or whatever through the fence. You don't have to, you know. Yeah. I don't want some girl scouts own. in my house. Yeah. Girl scouts are really dangerous. Yeah. Do and you know carry, that 40% of rapes and murders in the United uh, States are committed by girl scouts. Girl, I couldn't believe it too, but I saw it on Facebook. I saw it on Facebook and Instagram. It's alarming. It's alarming. Um, but yeah, I definitely wouldn't mind that. And they're like nice, tasteful white bars. Mm-hmm. Not like uh, when we went to Miami and right. like everything was boarded up and barred up because people definitely break break in. Well, plus it's just like you know, like I feel like some of that was um, people hadn't taken the like winter hurricane season stuff off. Yeah, right. They haven't converted to hurricane summer mode. Stuff. Right. That was in that's sp- what I meant. The hurricane breaks in. Yes, yes. It doesn't respect property rights. Yeah, it's really bad. It's really bad. I can't imagine being in the middle of Florida in this in, in summer heat. I guess into summer heat and not have power. Without power, that's yeah. And you can and your free you know, you don't got refrigeration. <laughs> and this is the president you have to help you. And this is the podcast you have to sympathize with you about it. It's just not it's in it's inadequate all around. Like if you don't have power, I don't know what you're doing listening to our shitty podcast. <laughs> You know, iPads, they have, they have batteries. I have seen some of those batteries Cell rigged phones. up to make a phone charger. I did, too, on Reddit. Yeah, yeah. someone had strung a bunch of double A's. This, okay, we're getting far afield. Um, what was going on? Oh, yeah. Uh, her therapist comes over at Ivy's invite to kind of check Allie out. Uh, Ivy excuses herself. Uh, for some reason, Allie is just very hostile and evasive with this man. Uh, she says that, did she tell you I killed him? Referring to Pedro or not Pedro, the, uh, Hell's Kitchen guy. Well, you know what? I would have liked to have seen some, like some conversations leading up to this. So we don't think that this was a bad move or something uh, hostile. Hostile. Is that the right word for Ivy to do? I don't, I just don't understand. I would like to see her say, Hey, can you make an extra appointment with your therapist? Hey, maybe you should go see your therapist. Have you tried calling him recently? Before you jump to having him over to your house to sort of... I don't know. She's hallucinating clowns on multiple occasions. But that's what I'm saying is I'd like to see where she actually tried to She's reason with her first. She's to take her medication too? I'm telling you, if you had my therapist show up at the house without any warning, after I'd be had, pretty hostile too. After you had three confirm, unconfirmed clown sightings? No, I'm talking about everything in between that. Okay. All right, I reserved the right. I'm not to call. talking about the 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 mental break and the therapist showing up at my house. The things between that. See, it's, this is interesting because I feel like in Allie's mind, this is all happening, and I'm I'm what I'm saying to you is, I guess I reserve the right to call a psychologist if I think you're losing your fucking mind, and I hope you would like go like, oh, hey, yeah, Aaron really cares about me. This is probably not him pulling some kind of bullshit power play. Maybe I should listen to it. No, I don't think it's a power play. I think she just f- feels like her trust was broken, or she feels invaded upon. I know. I just she's don't. in her she's in her her barred up fortress, and right. I'm just saying I don't feel like those feelings are valid. And well, I'm they're calling your therapist. Do it. I I haven't talked to Rick in a long time. We'd have a pleasant conversation. 
anyway, uh, so they didn't flash back to show that uh, redheaded bully from A Christmas Story was still alive and. He's bleeding on Allie, and Allie she can't handle... a bunch of blood on her head. <laughs> Allie can't handle shit, and she ends up, I don't know, tripping and pulling on the guy slightly, and that does him in. It's, yeah. But it's dumb. I mean, you know, she tried to save him. She's, she's, she's weak and foolish, but that's not really her fault. Uh, then they show that the police want the, to talk to them and have them pin it on the usual suspects. And this is the most ludicrous scene because <laughs> Ivy and Allie are sitting there like, oh, yeah, Pedro, uh, big fight, uh, virtual knife fight hours before this grisly murder. And then when the cop says, oh, well, uh, can I get some information? About Pedro? Oh, he would never do that. And the guy's like, how uh, dare you even come to that conclusion? He's got motive. And, and I'm like, look. If you want to be all gangster and not snitch, then just don't tell the cops nothing. You can't tell the cops damning information about your buddy. Right. And then, do you know? Do you Here's know, what you can say. You can say, you know, redheaded guy from a Christmas story was kind of a bully to everyone. He he made a lot of enemies in the restaurant. He pissed off a lot of people. Right. I'm not saying he deserved it, but I'm just saying that, you know, maybe you yeah. should interview everyone. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Not, that would be a perfect answer. But, yeah. like. Their their outrage, like, do they know how many graves have been filled by people that no one saw coming? Mm-hmm. Like, that's a trope when pe- when they're like, oh, Grizzly murdered. Oh, I never thought Dave would do that. He was such a nice guy, <laughs> good father, quiet, kind of kept to himself. <laughs> Bit of but, an oddball. But not scary. You know what I mean? Like, like <laughs> I this, this trying to play both sides of the fence, like... You know, throwing all the shade on Pedro and then like, well, but it can't be Pedro. Well, then why the fuck did you put the flashlight of the law on it? Right. Like usual suspects. Get the fuck out of here, man. Get the fuck out of here. Right. Uh, but then they ask what his immigration status is, um, which I don't know. Maybe that's showing their hand a little bit because it turns out Pedro was born in America. He's an American as you as you or I. Mm-hmm. Um, not talking to people from across the world that are listening to this podcast because obviously you're not Americans. Just just the two people in this room. Are you? You're an American, right? Yes. <laughs> the government thinks so, at least. Yeah, I was going to say, you know, we've never really established that. <laughs> nope. I've never actually... Don't flipped. need to prove my immigration status I, before I, I got married to I, you. But you know what? No, I'm an American. Uh, yeah, now yeah, I'm an American. Either way. Either way. I don't think that's true anymore. I think you still have to get apply for a green card and citizenship when you're just fast-tracked if you get married to an American. Oh, so... I mean, that provides a green card, but not I don't have to go through all the divorce things either. No. Uh-uh. Interesting. It's all really loosey-goosey here. Okay. <laughs> uh, so there, there. She says, "You know, the world's fucked up. I'm just trying to keep my family and my sanity together." And she, f- out of nowhere, pulls a gun out of a kitchen drawer. No gun lock, no safety Boom, mechanism. Plops it on the counter, it's probably loaded. And the therapist is like, "This is w- weird." No. Oh, there's also a flashback. Here's this is what I don't like about this because it's a it's held a recap. This is why? What like? Why couldn't we just? Why couldn't we see her struggle to save the guy at night? And why couldn't we see in the the, the next day or in sometime in a stream of time her going and having this conversation with her neighbors about the guns? Like, why does this have to all be told in, like, internested, Matryoshka-style fucking flashbacks? I don't like it. Neither do I. I mean, just tell the story in the order that you want it to be told. Uh-huh. I don't know. Like, you just... Uh, yeah. 
So anyway, this 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 the the scene with the uh, uh, Harrison and Meadows pretty cute because he's showing her gun collection. He explained when Obama took office, he thought that Obama was going to take all their guns, so he bought a bunch. They bought a bunch up, and it was like a like a potato chip. Couldn't stop with just one. And he's like, "Oh, I think they're phallic," as he puts it in her hand. Okay, I've got. And a his theory. wife is modeling an assault right or a uh, yeah a semi-automatic yeah, rifle. What? I have a theory. Hmm. I think that Harrison and Meadow. Mm-hmm are working for some sort of like underground thing. I don't think Kai's developed a cult yet, but I do think there's like something there. Mm. Like they, I think they were the sort of liberal types until they're, you know, it's, it's like baby steps into becoming a conservative person. Yeah. You know, as soon as you start making like, more than $75,000 in your household, suddenly you get these Republican views because yeah, you don't right. want the government taking your money in taxes. Right. right. Um, you know, buying a gun, once you rationalize buying a gun to make yourself safer, then suddenly all these other things start to make sense. Or, I don't know, maybe this is the how we lead towards us finding some sort of happy middle ground instead of the sharp divide in the country yeah. of our of our beliefs. You well, can be a liberal and own guns. We're doing it right now. Yeah, and I thought it was interesting because like, I thought this, like, this is kind of far-fetched, but I've been listening to Harmontown... And Dan Harmon, uh, you know, writer no. of Community and yeah. Rick and Morty, all this, he's bought he's bought a gun since the Trump election because he's scared to death of some kind of crazy uh, the apocalypse coming. It's it's, and that that's the thing. Like, I don't think it's crazy to buy a gun. I actually think people like everyone should be like familiar with gun. Like, if like you know, uh, you sh- you should have you, f- you should f- if if you have a strong opinion about guns, either way. You should probably know what you're talking about. Maybe you should take a gun safety course. Maybe you should go to a range and experience that. But yeah. like what I'm hearing, and then, and I, I didn't think that I thought that was just Dan being crazy. But if they're like a rash, and and Ryan Murphy's working into his 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 work, is there a rash of like Hollywood liberals that are just buying up guns? I mean, there might be. It's also like a really good stress reliever just to go and like shoot your gun in a range safely. I agree. Um. That's why the cops always do it in all the cop movies, you know? <laughs> not, not the train, <laughs> just because it blows off steam. Right, yeah, exactly. You know, they they get into some heat with their partner, and they go to the gun range, and they're just like, bam, 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 bam. Right. You know what I'm talking about. Oh, yeah. Um, Yeah, I mean, I don't think it's a bad idea, as long as it's legal. Yeah. I don't as know. As long as it's legal. Get your guns now, folks. Right, before before President Trump-bama takes your guns. Um. Anyway, the, I just thought that was interesting, how... I would have thought that this is a stupid, stupid plot line, but maybe, maybe there's something into it. Anyway, if you're if you if you are if you are buying a gun for whatever reason, some fear-based reason, at least take a gun course so you don't end up like Ali, dumbass Ali, and shoot someone you care about. It's all about trigger discipline and muzzle discipline. There's a lot to it. Right. There's a lot to owning a deadly weapon. Yeah. Anyway, uh, they also offer her a pistol, which she accepts. They say you can have any pistol except for this one because this is the one Nicole Kidman used in Cold Mountain. <laughs> yeah. Is this Chekhov's? Nicole's gun? No, no, you don't Definitely think it's always oh, going to be used? I no, I think that if anything, it's it's cheekier than that. I think Ryan Murphy probably owns actual Nicole Kidman's actual gun from Cold Mountain. He just wanted to slip it in a show somewhere. This is autobiographical. You're saying this <laughs> fixation with uh, Nicole Kidman. Anyway, we're back to the present time because this is all have, extended flashback. Have you seen her in Big Little Lies? I have not. She was transcended. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't uh, see that. Her therapist says, this isn't like you. Tries to take her gun, and Hallie jerks it back and basically goes like, Ree! and Why then, would he try to grab her gun? 
I don't know. I don't know because people are terrified of him, and he's and, and also also she's a mentally unwell person with a gun. Like I would be thinking she'd be offing herself. It's it's a real legitimate worry hmm. if uh, if I'm Ivy and this therapist. Uh, anyway, she's he says you should tell you should tell your wife, and she says absolutely not. Which Man, I, I don't. Should, do you agree that she's just got the classic narcissistic personality disorder? Oh, she's a piece of work. But my thing is, is like I don't. I would like to hear from a therapist because I hear you can breach patient therapist confidentiality if there's a she clear thre- a threat, yeah. threat to herself or others. And we have a mom of a ten year old boy who's currently under medication, who's not taking her medication. She's recently bought this gun and she's keeping it in. The knife drawer of the kitchen where this kid can grab it and there's no safety. Like, I feel like that. I don't know. Maybe maybe, the, maybe so. that would be I, jumping the I don't think she's expressed any, th- any threats to herself. Or yeah, her I just family. don't know where the line is. And here's the other thing. Because we talked about how uh, Allie and Ivy kind of played both sides of the fence with the cop. So <laughs> this therapist comes out and Ivy's been waiting outside to talk to him. And he's she's like, you know, he's like, oh, you know, this this barring up the house is in the realm of a normal reaction because it's making her feel empowered and blah, blah, blah. It's nothing to worry about. Maybe it's early signs of agoraphobia. Keep an eye on her. And she goes, oh, well, I can't do that because I got to work. But, oh, maybe the new nanny can help. Ha! Help. Ha! Help. Help. Push her <laughs> into the funny farm. To the yeah. to the crazy pasture. Yeah. And he leaves and says, I'm charging you for two hours for the drive time. <laughs> <laughs> no, he then, then, then she goes, well, is there anything else? And he makes this kind of scrunched up concerned. Yeah, there's something you need to know. And yeah, it's probably a big deal. But it's just this shy of patient confidentiality. So I can't tell you, face. Right. Yeah. And I'm like, and, he, and she's like, well, can't, you can't tell me anything? Because oh, I'm afraid it's the best I can do for now. I... <laughs> I mean, what is this fucking charade that he's doing? A literal charade. Like, like yes, there's something very wrong. You should get to the bottom of it, but I can't tell you what it is because of pay- – like, if it's, if it's patient confidentiality, he should have had a better poker face. I don't know. Maybe I'm being too hard on this therapist. No, I think he does want to let her know subtly. Yeah, but it, doesn't that violate confidentiality? Nope. All right. It says it right here in this contract. <laughs> Faces don't count. Faces don't count. All right, that's not your face. Face confidentiality is not Fact. not a thing in the state of Michigan. It's a two party consent state for recording, mm-hmm. and face confidentiality doesn't apply. Oh, they could also prescribe her some legal weed. That's true. That's true. We I think do that next. Uh, her post traumatic stress induced by the election would qualify. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Boy, if it's that easy to get with the medical weed in Michigan, they should just make it recreational. Which they should. They should. It's dumb. Uh, anyway, Kai knocks on her door later on in the afternoon, and she and he's 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 going door to door, stumping for office, and she recognizes him as the late latte asshole. And he goes, "Hey, have you ever made a mistake? You need to give a humiliated man some way to redeem themselves. Otherwise, you get Germany after World War One, which is an, which is an interesting statement." He also said, "The forty you're forty percent more likely to be assaulted by an illegal immigrant, and rapes and murders have never been worse." Now, all that stuff is bogus. Like, by any objective measure... Obviously, it's the Girl Scouts. It's the Girl Scouts. But by any objective measure, everything in the world is slowly getting better. Right. There's less violent crime now than there were 20 years ago, which is less violent crime than there was 20 years before that. Mm -hmm. The world's getting better overall, but you would never know that if you just watched the news. And it's funny, because I feel like Ali's susceptible to this argument, but as soon as he says... 
She goes, where'd you get these stats? She, he said, Facebook. She's like, oh, yeah, this is bullshit. This is the original, the OG fake news before it got co-opted to mean just stuff you don't like. Right. And uh, he then – and she goes, I'm interested in building bridges, not walls. He determines that there's something she's hiding behind her ni- back, which is a knife. <laughs> and he looks at how new all these barricades are, and he rattles her cage literally. <laughs> and then starts making it seem like that he's – uh, hot and needs a drink or he's wounded and he needs help and trying to I don't know play the oh you're not as tolerant as you think you are liberal scum game with her and she shuts the door on his face as well she should why did she answer the door with a knife when she's got bars on her doors and windows that's a good question she doesn't really well I can tell you what she doesn't put much stock in these bars because she pushes like a fucking sofa barca lounger against the door here's the hint Allie you can move the furniture. If you can move the furniture, then so it's, can they. They so can they, and it's also like m- much, much weaker than what these steel bars that are drilled into your door frames are going to be. Right. But whatever. She's she's not. This is not a likable character. No, I think it's Sarah Paulson's worst. Do you think Ryan Murphy secretly yet. hates Sarah Paulson and has been trying to get her off by writing progressively worse characters for her? I don't know. This seems like her her bag. I mean, I just her fucking lips. I can't stand them. Really? I think yeah. They're just wh- so they're what? just giant. I told you this last season. Huh? I hate her lips. They're huh. too big. They're weird. I don't subscribe to this newsletter. They're I think, giant. I think and she's very like, attractive. That's not her problem. And then like her upper lip collects moisture. And <laughs> as much as she cries, you can just see like like a dam in it. You know, it's just like all this water is collecting from her snot and her tears. And I just can't stop looking at it. And it's it's ruining my experience. I'm going to have to look at it because I've not observed this. <laughs> I've not observed this about Sarah Paulson. Yeah. Uh, have fun and, with that. And, uh, I, but I do enjoy how much you hate her. It's, like, uh, I feel like 80% of her acting is just the way she uses her big lips. Huh. Cause I think she's a good actor. I think she's attractive. So I don't have to, but, but I'm, I'm, well, gonna absolutely. Be, I'm, gonna, I'm not, I'm not next time saying watch this, I want those you, things aren't true. Why don't you ever point out the moist lip while we're watching it in action? Because then that's all you'll look at and think about. By the time I we watched that. it next next week, you'll have forgotten about this conversation. Just like yeah. you forgot we had this conversation last year. Well, that's a year. That's a whole year. I certainly haven't forgotten. <laughs> all right. Um, the and, listeners haven't forgotten. Anyway, I did, I'd actually thought the scene was fairly effective as far as it goes uh, of making Evan Peters be fairly menacing. Um, and also as like another brick in alley turn going crazy wall. I thought it worked pretty well. Uh, he's definitely targeting her. Right. He in the clown brigade. Uh, Pedro's all worried because the cops came to his house and basically acted, uh, accused him of being a murderer because of the information that (laughs) Allie and Ivy freely gave them. I think they like, I feel like the editors cut the part where he's, you know, directing his anger at her. Um, and made it seem more like, you know, mm. could be, she's not really professing her innocence or maybe like cut the right before, but it's so right after she said, I gave the cops all that information to come and right, find you. So right. rate me, please. It's, it's so weird because he's like, has this very real fear and it's scary to be a brown, brown guy these days. And she's like, tell me about it. I had to take a second mortgage out <laughs> to buy all this meat. Second mortgage on my mansion to buy all this meat because of the dude that died, had the discourtesy to die in here. But also, like, do and- you have insurance? Like that, that would be covered, right? Yeah. Murder blood splashing on your meat. That's, that's, that's something that underwriters will cover. Right. Or if like a fire starts, it only gets better from there. 
Yeah. Um, and that's the thing, like... Slow-smoked meats. Yeah, the, meats. and the, they, they mix in these real concepts about, like, you know, immigrants feeling afraid when they're being vilified with some of this crazy other bullshit. And I feel like that if it doesn't build to something that I subjectively deem is worth it, it's going to really piss me off. Also, can I say, and this is all I'm going to say about it, it's always been bad to be a brown person. Sure. It's never been great. Right. Right. Not, not, I mean, I mean, there's probably times before like a white man landed on your shores that okay. it was, it was, the, it, was it was pretty good. It's pretty nice. Pretty good. Yeah. Uh, but after they showed up, it went real, like, uh, it, it went downhill fast. Hellhole. Went downhill fast. Yeah. Um, among other things. Anyway, let's see. Uh, Oz and Winter. Uh, Oz is wanting to go to bed, but he's scared, and he wants to play the pinky game again because he wants to off- offload this fear to Winter. Uh, and he also worries that he can't tell if he's awake or asleep, which is he's just like just like his mom. Uh, and she goes, "Well, if you're not sure, just ask." And I'm like, "Well, how the fuck is this going to work? They're going to play it straight, as yeah. you'll see soon." Um, Allie is staring down her pill bottle, and Winter jump scares her, says that she's uptight. And she goes, you know, I'm supposed to take these pills. I promised my wife I would, but I just don't want to. And Winter prescribes her red wine and bath salts. And I'm like, yeah, the eat a person's face off kind of bath salts we're talking about. Yep. And that's what happens. So Winter pours her a bath and takes off her shirt because it's so steamy in here, revealing slightly more skin than she had before. Slightly more and a white shirt that you can see her bra under. Ooh. Can you? Did you really? I didn't notice that. Really? Yeah. Oh my God. I don't. What is it with you not noticing women's bodies? That's disgusting. Uh. Well, here's the How thing. How dare like, you not objectify women on television? <laughs> Princess Leia's daughter is cute and all, but Allison Pill is right there, and she's like the cutest. Allison Pill's your 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 speed, huh? No, not because I detested her in the newsroom, but I kind of liked this character. I really liked her on uh, Scott Pilgrim. Hmm. She's got that kind of like uh, she's like the the nerdy kind of girl next door, right? And you know I love I love it when a woman wears glasses. You yeah, that I do. Once a month I get to see you in glasses, and I'm like, <laughs> oh, 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 it's my sexy librarian back, and then goes away, and the contacts come back out. Stop it, cut this. <laughs> so anyway, winter eases her into the hot bath, um, and oh no, actually she leaves the room and then comes back and says see it's perfect right lean forward a little let me let me i want to relax you and she starts loofing up her back and then she moves to the front and she starts touching what is she doing i it feels like she's feeling her up and that Allie is is enjoying it so much she's about to nod off is she be is, is she being drugged like did she slip a, a roofie into red wine Maybe. like i i'm trying to think like all of this is engineered by kai this entire situation right absolutely but can't be right is this i mean because is she, how how in the world could he have predicted that that ivy would have sent is Pedro Allie, home is ali going to be a good wife and conf or confess later that she had this interaction with winter i don't know and then winter's gonna do the Doesn't whole seem like it. you know what ali's got a really active imagination yes, thing. right look i found this comic book about uh, a lesbian romance between a babysitter. <laughs> Having sex with a goth babysitter. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing Tales number 17. You should really watch what she reads. Uh, yeah, we'll see if that works. Um, 
Anyway, just as just as they lean in for a kiss because this is happening, an alarm goes off. It's it's uh, I want to say it's like Joan Rivers, you know, like her C three PO virginity alarm. Oh yeah, might have been funny if she's like, no, no action for you, Mister. You're you're a, you're a lawfully married wife woman. Um, but it's not. It's it's the personal defense alarm that they just installed. Um, in the in the darkness in Oz's room, a clown enters through the bathroom. I guess he's he's either been creeping there the whole time or he's snuck in through a window. This is where I think the clowns get real because one Ozzy sees <laughs> oh, him. Oh, it gets real, all right. Well, one Ozzy sees him yep. and then two, he you know obviously asks him if he's real and he says, "Go back to sleep." No, you're asleep. Did you recognize his voice? No, it's not Kai. Kai is it? No, no, I didn't. I don't think I didn't. so. Uh, it's, it's annoying. If someone thinks they've they voice analyzed that, I would love to know. And hopefully it'll be relevant before next week's <laughs> podcast. I think if he's any clown, he is what one listener helpfully suggested is the dildo face clown. Mm. <laughs> you know, the one's got like the face like Janus, a right. nose ev- coming ev- out of every, every side. Every orifice has a dildo jam yeah. in it. Uh, so it turns out that the power has been cut and uh, Harrison comes running over. Knock, knock, knock. <laughs> Lesbians, we're under attack. <laughs> Okay, Which, line of the night. Billy Eichner is a real treat. He I is. know that you hated him in Parks and Rec. I, and he I was hate inside. that character, but right. I really like what he's doing in this show. Right, but you still refuse to watch anything else that he's in. But that is a fact. If, if you, dear listener, are in the same boat, I highly suggest you watch Difficult People or his Billy on the Street. Oh. The sketches are really good. There's, which a, there's is, a fan reco at the end of the podcast about he's got, Difficult People. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. He's he's getting an Emmy for Billy on the Street. He's very funny when he's not doing the insufferable Parks and Rec character. Yeah. So and that's all I've ever seen him do. So I I like this version. But of you Billy refuse Eichner. to see anything more and refuse to watch anything. With I have him. a pretty full TV card. To be fair, I I, I, I get to be choosy. Uh, anyway, he says lesbians were under attack. Turns out power's gone in eight states, and this can't happen. But it's so funny because like. 15 years ago, I happened to be in New York during the great Northeast power outage that like crossed several states and partly into Canada. And like, I, this is all bullshit. I, this, this can happen. And especially, well, probably not in the dead of winter or in the early spring, but you know, it can happen. It can happen. Right. Uh, but they assert that it can't. Uh, he says, it might be the terrorists. It might be the Russians. It might be those kooks from North Korea. Uh, here, take my organic beeswax candles. They'll burn for days because they're magic. That might be true. I got an In idea. which case, we should get some beeswax candles. They'll sound pretty rad. Right. Take the remaining 5% of your battery life on your phone and just Google what's going on. <laughs> it's so easy to disprove that. You don't even have to listen to old-timey radio. Right. It's a good thing she doesn't have a cell phone, too, because it's just playing right in Kai's, Kai's hands. Uh, anyway, uh, Winter decides she wants out. Allie tries to beg for her to stay. Winter says, sometimes it's not all about you and, and huffs off. Uh, Allie then calls and begs Ivy to come home. And Ivy's like, look, I got problems here at the shop. All those meat's going bad. Pedro's throwing major shade at me for narking on him. Rightfully snitch- for narking yeah, him. Yeah, for snitching to the cops. Uh, Allie's like, oh, my battery's almost dead. And then it hangs up and loses power. Ivy addresses the room and said, did I sound awful? And Pedro hilariously says, I don't know. I talked to my wife like that. I know. You're, you're a saint, Ivy. You're a yeah. saint. Unless you're secretly part of the, 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 the cult, in which case, bravo. You've played this perfectly. Right. Uh, so send she, her supplies. She doesn't need them. The power's been off for literally five minutes. Right. So she asked Pedro to bring her a charger, which how's this going to help with the power cut? She doesn't have a charger at the house. And also, how's it going to help with the power cut? And... No. Yeah, no. 
And she sent some supplies, which I didn't. I, I don't know what the supplies were. Just a couple of candles, and some, yeah, some salt loose shaker, change, a salt shaker, a paper clip or two. <laughs> Please, it's my only son. Take them these supplies. <laughs> She she got some belly she got some lint out of her belly button put that in there just you know <laughs> just a little just like you're back home just like you're back home uh so Allie's at back home alone with her goddamn beeswax candle that she's walking around with uh she walks past the door that slowly pulls shut which is freaky she opens it and there's a hurrah kind of monster sound on the soundtrack but there was no corresponding monster no there was just like the candle blew around a bit hurrah. That's what that's what happened in the door. It's you can't a very drafty bathroom. Hurrah, you can't make a you can't make a monster jumping out noise and not have a monster jumping out. Well, clearly you've never been losing your mind. Yeah, that's uh, the the hurrahs. Uh, it sounds like they're cheering her on. Hurrah! <laughs> you know the poltergeist really wants Allie to get her shit together. Uh, she just walked in on a ghost taking a dump. <laughs> Hurrah! Get out of here! <laughs> occupied and ghost talk. Knock much? <laughs> Then she notices an ice cream truck pull up because it's playing its music, which is not stealthy. She then hilariously moves her armchair against the, the barricaded, steel-gated door. That'll stop them. Yep. Uh, she checks her alarm and wonders why it's not working on battery power. And she notices that the, the lines have been cut. Oh, my God. A clown jump scares her and then hurrahs her candle out. Uh she gets up. The clown's gone. There's this freaky clown on the stairs that she bum rushes. The clown looks like she's stabbing her with a knife. She definitely looks like she swiped her across the back, but did not. But didn't. Didn't do a damn thing. And then Allie throws her over the barrister. Wait, barrister? Bannister. Bar- Bannister. Thank you. Throws her, throws over- her right over that British <laughs> that British parliamentary person. Right over Barrister the Bull. <laughs> yes. Noted, noted, uh, ex, ex King guard, King's guard, uh, from Game of Thrones. And I, that's, that was weird. That was weird. Allie, like, first of all, dug deep, grabbed a hold of her ovaries, womaned up, bum rushed the clown, threw him over the, and didn't get cut. I was like, uh, who knew? She just did, needed more fear. The thing is, if she stress. got cut, it would have been inconvertible proof that someone was there and cut her. So I guess they couldn't have the clown actually cut her, could they? Yeah, they're no. trying to pussyfoot this whole is it real is it not real right anyway uh she grabs her gun and thus arms starts clearing her house she grabs oz takes him downstairs uh starts to go out the back door and she's like okay you gotta run as fast as we can to the neighbor's house because they have guns and we'll be safe <laughs> we're gonna shoot anyone who gets in our way and sure enough she goes to open the door she sees a figure outside and shoots it's pedro she shot him <laughs> Terrible trigger trigger discipline, terrible muzzle discipline, and that's what happens. Very bad. Pedro's dead. Uh, or is he? I mean, he got shot in the he chest, got shot but that's in not the shoulder, fatal. Right, in the movies, that could that could mean he's yeah. going to make a full recovery. Or to it could be, his, mean he's dead next week. To, he's going to make a full recovery to stand trial for the bully from Christmas <laughs> Story. <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. Now, here's the thing. I think what's going to happen is... Allie's going to be given to her fear and not want to face any consequences for this, and she's going to make up a story about Pedro trying to get in. Right. But, and she's going to tell the cops that, and Allie's going to come home and hear her telling the cops that, and she's going to be in a moral quandary because she knows that Pedro was there. With some, Although, why... I mean, Pedro's going to like, he's going to have the salt shaker. Right. The, the, the cops are going to be like, obviously, and... this is an invented reason to be at this house. Man, these this... Mexicans, they love salt. They're like, <laughs> they're like wild deer. 
They're 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 salt deficient. They come in they they come in looking for like them. You know you've seen that Star Trek episode about the salt vampires. Basically the same thing. Or she takes the gun, wipes her prints off of it, and put it puts it in Ozzy's hands. <laughs> Officer, my son, Mommy. he's got such a crazy imagination, but Ma- he definitely shot that man. <laughs> Mummy's a full adult and can go to jail for a very long time. You're a minor, and people will feel sorry for you. <laughs> yeah. Oh God. Oh God. Okay, that's the episode. All right. Uh, that's it that's all that's all that's mm. enough that's mm. quite enough quite enough Murphy uh, don't be afraid of the dark what do you think about doing feedback alright 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 we had do you remember last year we had a secret Hollywood no it was for AHS Hotel we had a secret <gasps> Hollywood insider yes that had went through some auditions is he or she back he or she is back with more secret Hollywood insider shit. So for episode 701, during the podcast, you guys are wondering to turn around time for the filming of the episodes versus when they're aired. Well, I can give you a little insight on that. Ooh. Audition for a small role in episode 706. There's, there's no small roles, only small people, right? Small actors? Small actors. I don't know. Something like that. I'm butchering a, a line from Betty Davis or something. For <laughs> Betty Crocker. Uh, so, small role for episode 706 in the middle of June. Episode 706 air date is set for October 10th. That is almost four months from a casting and script plays to screen. Sadly, I did not book the role, but this casting company keeps bringing me in. So, hopefully, someday I'll take part in AHS and have even more insider knowledge yes. to impart to you. Yes. And stay yes. safe. Ryan Murphy is like a rabid hound when it comes to the leakers. Really? He will literally turn into a werewolf and rip you in half. Just so he can do it himself? Just so he can do it himself. <laughs> okay. It's the blood the bloodlust he has for Lisa. So just just be careful there, secret Hollywood insider. Um let's see. Game T- of Thrones needs to hire that security. No shit. Like they need to have a crazy ass Ryan Murphy on the set prowling in wolf mode. And they would never have <laughs> never they ever would never have a leak again. Tim B. Possibly crazy theory. Probably crazy theory. Upgraded to 90% sure it's a crazy theory, but here it is. What if Oz is Kai's son? If he is adopted, isn't Kai old enough to be his dad? A sperm donor to make a few extra bucks? What if Kai and Winnie are Oz's real parents? How would that even be possible? I don't... Like, Winnie if is just adopted, out... he was adopted, perhaps? So, so Winnie's like, what, 24, 25? Maybe she she was in she was going to so she went she's got to be like twenty one twenty two yeah because she was going to Vassar and put that on hold to work for Hillary Clinton's right. campaign so she's in she in, I don't I don't think the math adds up and Oz is like ten but what what's interesting about that plot if that's the case it's like a cuckoo's nest kind of situation that not only are they fuck with this family but they're they're raising the psycho child and doing it on the this very liberal uptight lesbian couple's dime i mean i think there's something there i just don't see there's no evidence this is just a this is just one of those fan fiction kind of cool idea concepts hmm. i don't see any evidence and also i think the timing like evan peters could be 30 i'd buy that he's 30 is he 30 in real life i don't know he's 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 some some man plus some he's he's 18 plus some years <laughs> maybe but I, I don't i don't think winter's old enough i mean i, I just okay so you're you don't you're you're not buying no, you're not you're not, not buying in. with Tim selling. I'm 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 putting in I'm putting in a, a, a small order for those shares to him. <laughs> okay. I'm buying low. I could sell high, <laughs> uh, or I could lose every dime I have. We'll see. Aaron E. Rin, rather. I think this there is some information this season that we are missing. Safe bet. 
I don't think Kai is a conservative. I don't think he cares about politics at all, really. I think he just wanted Trump to win to be able to use the reactions of people to his advantage. He's playing on the fears of Ali already and probably will do so for more people. And I believe that he will be offering a cure of fears for people. And that is how he will recruit people to his cult. A quote-unquote cure. Hmm. A cure for fear. Didn't uh, we see something like that recently? What do you a mean? cure for wellness. That's oh, what yeah, 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 yeah. He's going to pour eels down their face. <laughs> it turns out that's the cure for wellness. All right. Yeah, that, that's um, actually literally true. It'll make you sick to have eels force-fed down your belly. Right. Um, I, I don't know. I kind of agree. Uh, not kind of in the fact, in the way that I don't agree with your whole idea. I kind of agree in that. I just don't know where they're going to go. Hmm. And I think it's hard to predict. All right. Um, but well, let's, let's look. I she's... mean, he's certainly not a, a traditional conservative. True. But what the hell I is I can tell nowadays? that he, you know, he has sex out of wedlock and he dyed his hair blue and yeah. He, not a social conservative. Right. Uh, in addition, because she's not done, Eren's not done developing Definitely doesn't watch his porn on Twitter. <laughs> in, adi- <laughs> in, Topical. Ad- in addition, I don't think Winter was a Hillary supporter. I think that their bet had to do with o- only with the cult and how that we would recruit people. I think if HRC had won, that they would go with Winter's plan for recruitment, which I think would have been offering a place to be a woke social justice warrior and have trigger warnings and be politically correct and have a safe place. I think you're going to Vassar and a phone call on election night was all about the plan. But when Trump won it, it was abandoned for Kai's plan to honor their bet. I don't know because some of the acting, it seemed like she, well, I guess if it was just a bet personally about which approach was right, that would make sense. But she played kind of like. I think she was genuinely upset that Hillary didn't win and that she. That's what I read. She, I mean, too. she left Vassar for. To work for the Clinton campaign, but but on but, but Erin's saying that uh, yeah, the, the va- she went to Vassar just to recruit, like you know, dime store Joker went to some place to try to recruit people. She went to Vassar. I like I said, I this part of the theory I don't I don't like like as much, but we'll see. Uh, I'd also love to know what you think about this idea, but I also have one more theory that is unrelated. You asked why Kai would be targeting Ali, Ivy, and Oz, and I think I have one possible reason that uh, includes Ivy being in on it. Allie told her doctor that she was able to pull her shit together all during Obama's presidency, but now with Trump in power, she's a mess again and will not take medicine. I think when the election coverage started, she probably started to send into her current state. It's possible that when this started happening, Ivy realized she wanted to leave her, but she didn't want to risk losing custody of Oz or have to share with Allie when she's clearly unstable. I think somehow she came into contact with Kai. Uh, how I'm not sure yet. And she offered to help her make sure Allie would get. See, that's the thing. There's that piece of connecting tissue that's missing. Like somehow she just runs into Kai and they cook this 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 thing up. Right. That's where in the time that in the time between the election and when you know her first breaks are really happening, mm-hmm. as she's slowly getting worse, you're plotting against her when she hasn't even gotten she hasn't even turned up to eleven yet. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't buy it. Like I said, there's. I mean, I appreciate the fact you're trying Either to you solve. Never loved her or. Yeah. You just get a divorce. I mean, I appreciate the fact that you're trying to solve this puzzle, which is why Kai and Winter are fixated on Allie and, and uh, you know, Ivy and have this long-term plan on it. But I just don't think we have enough information. And I also, I just don't, I don't think Ivy, I don't think Ivy is is nefarious you're right now. You're just in love with Allison Pill. I, am I? You let them blind you. <laughs> What's them? 
You do this every season. You know, what? You, you you throw your weight behind Allison Pill? <laughs> no, you throw your weight behind the uh, Angela Bassett or Lady Gaga, and you just you just I let them like let Angela you down. Bassett's character last year either. She was terrible. She was a terrible human being. Well, well played, by Angela Bassett. Uh, <laughs> all right, Laura M. I just want to ask if you guys have seen Screen Queens. No. Billy Lord's performance of Winnie is exactly like a performance of Channel Number Three. Or wait. For Chanel. Ch- Chanel number three. <laughs> Chanel. Is that her name? <laughs> it's Dior, homie. Not Dior, home. Uh, anyway, at first I thought it acts like it's just like a performance of Channel Chanel number three flat. Uh, at first I thought her performance in Scream Queens was great, but now <laughs> Scream Scream Queens. Jesus. It's late, people. It's late. Uh, at first I thought her performance in Scream Queens was great, but now I'm thinking she maybe just be playing herself. Unless Murphy really likes her as this type of character. Yeah, I was saying that the same thing. It's like she's got this weird kind of flat effect to her. I, like even I, I haven't seen her in anything else, but I figured she was playing that for a reason. Even the seduction of Allie was like bad porn star type effort. You know, I, I, didn't, I don't know. That's why I, I, I don't... that. We didn't it talk worked. much about that scene. Uh, well, it did, but did it? Yes. Because I did not buy Allie doing any of those things and being so kind of brazen about it. And like, I don't know. Maybe maybe Allie's just a really bad person. We're, we're coming to appreciate yes, that. She is a pathological narcissist. Okay. And, and she she's also losing her mind. She doesn't care about anyone else, but she's losing her mind, and it's all about her, and it's always high-intensity drama all the time. All right. Full contact drama. Got it. <laughs> Brian S. Wow, the show is bonkers. A little primer in my experience with AHS. There is none. I watched about a fourth of the pilot when it aired originally, but it didn't stick with me and I couldn't get into it. So I'm going into cult blind. With this series being an anthology type thing, I don't feel that unprepared. True. But is every season this insane? This all seems like pop culture, political memes. I just can't take any of it seriously. It's like everyone's walking around with troll face and there's a break every 10 or 15 minutes to have a scary clown interlude. What the fuck? That's no. exactly the point. Yeah, this show... Is a hot mess, and that's kind of how we cover it, right? And that's and they've embraced it for seven seasons now. Mm-hmm. So I mean, that's I, I thing. mean, the sooner you embrace it too, the more fun you'll have. If you're trying to figure things out and make it make sense, then and every once in a while it'll get an effective scare on you, and every once in a while it'll make you chuckle, and every once in a while it'll make you think. But most of the time, you just <laughs> just point and laugh. Yeah. Uh, you know, like that kid from Simpsons, ha ha, at the various things they're trying to pull off. Uh, he has some observations from a casual watcher. I did not buy the sexy time scenes between Marsha Clark and Kim Pine in the beginning of the episode. Kim Pine isn't isn't that uh, the that's the the Scott Pilgrim character? I know the who drummer he's talking character. about. I just don't know what uh, you're saying. That's her character name yeah. in the movie. He's going with Marsha Clark and Scott Pilgrim, I think. Uh, she went from being absolutely terrified and running from dildo face to getting it on in about two seconds. I know human sexuality is a spectrum where some people are aroused by fear, but Allie does not seem like the type for that. Thank you. Yes, Brian. Thank you. Uh, we are 100% on your side on that. Brian, email me about her lips. Because <laughs> I think we have some, we have some, uh, some corresponding thoughts here. 
Uh, poor Ozzy. If that kid makes it, he's going to need some serious therapy. Understatement of the year. I got a good chuckle out of the new neighbor's joke about watching all the Real Housewives shows, even ATL, the one that's mainly of an urban persuasion. Was Did she actually joke? say even AT- Atlanta? Yeah, even Atlanta. Oh, man. Is that what she was really going for? I was Because most of the characters were black? Yeah, no, I, I, I have no doubt that's what's intended. Fun fact. Yeah. That's the only season I've watched. Really? Yeah. Hmm. It's. I had a brief friendship with someone who watched Real Housewives, and it was at that time that that show was on. And when I gotta say, up, when I think you broke was, up as friends, did it resemble a Real Housewives fight? Yeah, did she tried to tell you to calm down several oh, times. Yeah, and I threw my glass of wine right in her oh, face. What else because are you supposed how to dare do? she? What you I mean? You had no no choice. Yeah. What are you going to do? Back down? Do no, the right thing? Absolutely be civil? not. And no. then I slept with her husband. <laughs> well, she had it coming. She did. Uh, the whole and that in- husband is now you for me. <laughs> Stole <laughs> Mrs. Steal your man right here. Uh, the whole end of the episode with Allie running around with the gun and Ozzy had me worried that Ozzy was going to take one to the dome. Mental health and guns do not mix. Well, mental health issues and guns. Mental health and guns mix just fine. <laughs> Uh, please have some muzzle awareness and keep your finger outside the trigger guard unless you're prepared to fire. Good luck building those bridges now, though. She was ready to fire. Yeah, take a take a also, gun, she, take a gun safety class. She Allie. loaded that gun. She cocked it. She turned the safety on before she ever went and got her son out of bed. Well, did first, you think you got to put the oxygen mask on yourself before you can help others? <laughs> you got to shoot everyone else before you, you can to. be safe. Yep, yep. Uh, Noah from North Carolina. People think Ivy is in on the terror towards Allie somehow, but I think Allie will give in to the fear and joy Kai Anderson. I actually feel you on that one, Noah. I feel like uh, I don't know why these people got these Ivy theories. I don't know if there's some kind of leak or something. But, but I do I do feel like that Allie is going to easily go the other way. They're already setting up all the all, – they're already building the road that they need to get from here to there. So I would be surprised if that's not something like that happened. Uh, our pal Doug L, uh, our legal correspondent from Better Call Saul, among other plays, a rules lawyer. <laughs> I thought it was particularly funny that Billy Eichner would show up on this season of AHS, given the frequent swipes he has taken at the show. Eichner <laughs> writes and stars on Hulu's Difficult People, and the show is riddled with pop culture-based jokes, including quite a few at AHS's expense. So good. I thought I'd share a few choice ones uh, here. One character says, I want him to suffer, and I want to be the one that causes it. This must be what it's like to be Ryan Murphy in the American Horror Story writer's room. Billy, Julie, you should know better than that. Ryan Murphy is never in the American Horror Story writer's room, and I'm not even sure there is one. (laughs) Yeah, he's got some really good jabs. (laughs) Julie, pitching TV ideas. American Horror Story, colon, we promise we thought it through this time. (laughs) Billy, you know about jackals? Uh, I guess this is a joke about the concept of cougars. Marilyn says, yeah, they used to be called hyenas. And then there was some consensus about not wanting to muddy the association with Whoopi Goldberg's role in The Lion King. Billy, that makes sense. Marilyn, I treat a lot of gay men in my practice, and that's all they can talk about. Well, that and how Ryan Murphy even managed to ruin Matt Bomer's ass and Lady Gaga. Billy, well, with Lady Gaga, she didn't need that much of a push. Uh, and he has a, this is just a plug for difficult people. It's in the middle of its third piece, piece season. Subscribe on Hulu, I guess. <laughs> yeah. And uh, check out that good deliciousness. Yeah, it's fun. And you know, the other thing is, uh, Gabare Sidibe mm-hmm. is, uh, a frequent co-star on, uh, on difficult people as oh, well. Difficult people. Oh, that's right. Cause yeah. I, you've watched in the background or no, you've watched in the foreground. I've been background watching some of the difficult people because I have the allerg- allergy to Billy Eichmann. Uh, but I did Eichner. Eichner? Eichmann? What's the difference? 
one's a word name and one's not i don't know i just yeah i don't want to have this argument with you again because i feel like billy eigner is being treated really unfairly by you uh-huh that's possible i won't have it okay i won't hear it and i won't listen to it all right and i won't respond to it well i liked him in this episode so there you go <laughs> if you'd like to send feedback you can do so at ahs at baldmove.com that's it that's the feedback we're done we're done Oh my God. It's time to get back to BoJack. <laughs> Gotta wait a whole week before I can see my friends again. Yeah, talk to my friends. Yeah, well, you can you can go on the you can go on the forums at baldmove.com if you can't wait that long. And you get know what? The I, think I'll just, I think I'll just some ruckus. I'll just hallucinate all of them in a psychotic break until that time. I sounds good. Sounds good. Just 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 take your medicine, won't you? No, if not for me. Do it for Jack. <laughs> uh, if you like to send feedback again, hs at baldmove.com. Uh, or again, go into the forums or go into social media, uh, all social media dot or slash or at bald move. Just and right in blood on our outside of our house. Front door. We'll get that message loud and clear. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, then we, then you, you'll get a free ride in the squad car. And until then, or you might get a free bullet in your face. <laughs> <laughs> no, I have proper. I we have keep pro- guns just loaded, lying around, just, ready just, for anything. Right. Like, they're in the umbrella stand. <laughs> they're, they're in the in, banana stand. They're in the top tank of the toilets, all the toilets, <laughs> you know, in the Ziploc baggie. Uh, until, the, n- until next time, uh, I'm your host, Aaron. And I'm Cecily. See you later.